Hello, and welcome to this week's episode of Politics in the Pulpit, a lectionary-based preaching resource designed to ask the provocative question of whether and, if so, how politics should appear in our preaching this week. My name's Jenny Mills, and I'm the Secretary for Education and Learning in the United Reformed Church, and I am delighted to be hosting this series. Each week, I'm joined by a different guest from a different place and space on the pulpit and political landscape. Today, I'm very pleased to introduce the Reverend Kate Gray. Kate is a full-time Christian working one day a week as a United Reformed Church minister in Withenshaw among the Dandelion community, focusing on healing, peace building, creativity and learning with the Holy Spirit in Withenshaw. She is a PhD research student exploring theology and activism, Christian responses to poverty in breadline Britain, and is a member of Christian Climate Action. Welcome, Kate. Lovely to see you this morning, and thank you for joining us. So hearing, uh, hearing about all that you do, I wonder how you would respond to the words politics in the pulpit. How do you how does how do you see yourself as a a, 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 a pulpit politician? Maybe you know not so much uh, just focused on a building pulpit, but actually the whole um, politics in in your in your whole life and your and your experience. I think politics as part of faith is essential. I, I think there's no way around that, um, and and that's why I'm here. I, <laughs> the combination of faith and other whatever that is whether that's education politics or being involved in the world is part of what being a christian is about so um bringing the bible to and and faith to whatever it is that we encounter everyday life and that is mm. police people politics the city it's it's really key to how i understand and interpret bible and faith yeah, thank you. So with the connections and partnerships you've got, what are the key justice and political issues that, that you're engaging with, that the community's engaging with, and that your study is, is leading you to, uh, to, to focus on? Mm, there's a, I think there's a combination for me because um, I, I work in different places and have different roles and really enjoy that. So um, I think the combination of those things means the current issues that are very live and increasingly um, yeah in increasingly important are poverty and, yeah. and particularly in the local context in which I work but don't live in Withenshaw and uh, the, the people I, I work amongst in Withenshaw it, it affects many people's lives day to day just grinding poverty and we are the nearest church building to Manchester airport so climate crisis uh, is something that faith and church in our place mm. take seriously from all sorts of perspectives but particularly healing and health yeah, yeah. People, and people and planet so the combination and both of those issues have so sort of far-reaching consequences, don't they? Both of those that, you know, the poverty just leads to so many other issues and problems, doesn't it? And and the climate, it was interesting to see that Greta Thunberg ended up at Glastonbury this week. Yes. Um, but, but 
it you know it's far-reaching consequences of those isn't it yeah and and they're interconnected i think they're both serious and and they're not issues you know they're they're people and planet they're they're real every everyday life happening so how we respond to those really matters yeah yeah thank you well um each week the jpit colleagues uh round up some things in the news that that will feed into our into our thoughts on the texts so i'm just going to uh share with everybody what i've had shared with me in the us the supreme court decision to overturn the roe versus wade judgment which has guaranteed federal constitution protections of abortion rights for nearly 50 years has reopened the debate about a woman's right to choose and feelings are running high on all sides in parliament the aftershocks of two heavy by-election defeats for the conservatives last week rumble on while there has been the second reading of the controversial northern ireland protocol bill which would see the uk unilaterally disapply disapply aspects of the agreement reached with the eu over brexit G7 leaders meeting in Bavaria asserted their continued support for Ukraine, while questions continued to be asked here about the Homes for Ukraine scheme, including delays in criminal records checks for UK hosts and accounts of Ukrainian refugees being forced into temporary accommodation or becoming homeless. The earthquake in Afghanistan has killed over 1,000 people and destroyed the homes and livelihoods of many. The Taliban government has appealed for more aid in response. Most development aid was withdrawn when they returned to power and the country is racked with poverty as a result. Bangladesh has seen some of its worst flooding in decades with fear over waterborne viruses amid the lack of clean drinking water. Dozens have died with many homes ruined and barristers are going on strike this week after rail strikes last week and aviation strikes coming over summer. Other professions are reported to be considering industrial action too. This causes reflection on the value of labour and particular professions, whether they are treated fairly or not in our society, and debate over whether such uh, disruption is appropriate. We are also in the uh, in the Christian calendar, the fourth Sunday after Pentecost, uh, that we're in that, that thing that is called ordinary time where we have a bit of a breather from festivals, but still the work of the kingdom faithfully continues each week and love is shared and hope is found. So with the words in the news and the, the metaphorical Bible in our hands and the two together, let us, uh, let us explore the texts. And so it's over to you to lead us through this week's lectionary texts. Thanks, Kate. What a lot of huge things going on in the world. Those are no small things week on week. And, and so, I, I particularly was drawn to, uh, to two out of the four texts, but the one from Two Kings, yeah. uh, about Naaman, and the one from Luke 10, about the 70 in pairs with snippets okay. of Galatians. So um, <laughs> and we might get to little bits of that. So brilliant. I, I was really fascinated by um, this fella, Naaman, and he is, I, I think... He, he he rates himself quite highly. Yeah. He's quite entitled, isn't he? And he's quite the big I am. Uh, and be because he's like that, I, when I was reading it through and sort of picturing him, it really, uh, the sort of, the picture of a, a kind of puffed up person mm. came, you know, into yeah. my mind. And, and the way in which 
having something wrong with him, with his skin disease, was was really must have been really difficult because of that. Um, something that put people off, made him unclean. They didn't like yeah. that, and so I imagine he just he wanted it sorted out, quick, smart, just do this thing. Yeah. Um, and so when I was reading the text, there's loads of different stuff for me about his power over other people. Yeah. Power over other people. He's in the army. He's used to dealing in power and finger pointing and everybody goes, yes, yes. Uh, so it made me think about, obviously, the, the huge context in which we've got Putin, Russia, and the obedience to that power over and, and what that violence and might does. Yeah. Uh, and then, by contrast, there's uh, a phrase in Luke 10, which says, I'm sending you out like lambs into the midst of wolves. And that was just, it just pinged out at me. And it's a real contrast to the Naaman figures that our government, I think in my interpretation, is awash with. Yeah. Um, and I think that's part of the by-election response. You know, British public are not keen. Um, we we don't like that sort of hubris and arrogance and that entitlement. So it just made me think about uh, also a bit about the role of church and state. You know, you've got the the king and king of Aram and and Naaman and this letter that gets sent. Could you just please rustle up some? <laughs> curing kind of healing for for Naaman that'd be really great thanks very much <laughs> uh, and the king goes ah! and he's livid towards his cloak and uh or his robes uh so that reminded me about the temple and the tearing in two and the and that being anger and deathly there's yeah. something not good about that that is a real sign and a sound in the text that I if I were leading worship, you know, in, in this next uh, week or so, I would have a sheet and tear it. I think it's a hearing the sound is different to the words. Yeah. And and that response, um, the, the response of uh, that is actually is physical, is 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 obvious, is loud. And, and that that contrast, isn't it, of, of how, how Christ uh, Christ encourages response. I mean, like you say about the lambs, and then, and also in the in the Luke reading, something about the how he tells the disciples to respond. Mm. Yeah, he. I like that because he says right at the beginning of Luke ten, Jesus says, um, "These are the places that I intend to go to. I don't know if I'll manage them all. That's my reading between the lines of the text. And but can you just crack on? You know." Here's go out in little groups, off you go. Uh, and the kind of safety in tiny numbers, not large numbers, is the contrast with Naaman and his army and the kings and his might. Little tiny is, you know, small is beautiful. And yeah. so it makes me think about the community that I'm named with. We're dandelions and so we're tiny and weedy and, um, you know, get pulled up and tossed around. But incredibly hardy because you grow in places that often other other yeah. flowers won't grow, isn't it? 
Yeah, and that necessity for, I, I think, <laughs> the necessity to stay small with acts of um, what could be healing, what I might perceive a little bit to be kind but disruptive action of the disciples, um, and not to take too much clobber. Don't fill up your backpacks, don't fill up your faith, don't fill up your head full of theological claptrap. Go, be open, and encounter. Uh, and, and, and I find that interesting. In Christian Climate Action, um, we have used the song sometimes, um, People Gonna Rise Like Water, that's been shared in other places. But um, the phrase, we are water, we are water, is sometimes a, a, used as a prayer or a meditation. So that ability that I think links with the disciples to be able to move, to adapt, and to do that with gentleness, but directness, I think is mm. uh, contrasting to this Naaman, um, state and kingly power, which makes me think about what I interpret to be very dangerous ruling by the Supreme Court, very unhealthy. Um, uh, and to put to put people's lives in yeah in jeopardy, I think the consequences of that um, that the access to abortion I think is very um, is very embedded, you know, has been really embedded in the states and is in this country. But for us to not think that that's really really far away, what's mm. you know, Naaman and the king and the letter and how people communicate just makes me think about um, the trickiness with the church being too uh, embedded with the state. Yes, you know? yes. Yeah. And we say in URC, our statement of nature, faith and order, you know, we uh, God gives a government distinct from the government of the state. I think that is essential in order to be counter-cultural and Jesus-like where we don't believe the state to be upholding just laws um we don't so i i wonder what christians of all flavors um in the states will will make of the next stage you know i've seen some t-shirts uh that some clergy have been wearing about i think about um a, not a god-given right but about people's response responsibility the ability to be able to respond with yeah. kindness and justice in healthcare, uh, and that's a mess you know in the yeah. states it's privatized yeah. but here it's not so far away we're usually not far behind some of those issues in the states yeah uh, and, and, and it feels it feels a bit retrograde doesn't it the whole thing there's those and and i think as we engage with those who are <clears throat> marginalized by society it feels as if some of the divides are becoming are becoming more marked um mm. and and a difference <clears throat> and i think it, it again ties in with Naaman. he was he was different because of the, the the lesions or the the skin condition that he had he was socially there was a stigma socially mm. um and yet he had power and money and all of those things mm. um and I, and I think that that sense of stigmatizing is is is, is worrying really isn't it yeah, and I, I think that 
him him being untouchable in lots of ways, untouchable physically, but people couldn't get to him. You know, he had that sort of bubble around him. He was untouchable in lots of ways. And um and for us to consider what what is the healing you know when that rejection comes what's the place of rage he's furious uh, he you know he can hardly really believe it and so that somebody would treat me in this way it's a disgrace don't you know who i am you yeah. know is often yeah. that you know in that phrase that came to my mind and i think um it's really like a blind rage that's my interpretation um and i i have had that experience of blind rage where i can't see myself and i can't see who is the other person i i can just feel the feeling so yeah. having that experience is really important to me because i i i think rage and anger are really important because they're connected to passion and the passion of god um about justice and um so what that looks like uh with with um in Luke 10, you get this sort of top and tail. I'm sending you out like lambs in the midst of wolves. You know, Jesus is saying, I know what I'm doing here. It's you're gonna, this is really gonna be t very tough. I think they're very appropriate words. I'm very nourished by, thanks very much, Jesus. You know, <laughs> very nourished <laughs> by, you knew the context of that time, the struggle with land, the struggle with power, um, yeah. you know, the, uh, the religious authorities and the state and yes. then right at the end i've given you authority to tread on snakes and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy and nothing will hurt you yeah. um i i i I'm, i would wrestle with a lot of that you know i think it would be fair to say yeah in our context in withenshaw we often don't have um me sermonizing that isn't really how things work in within shore anymore and they haven't done for years and years but um we do this remembered bible okay yes we tell stories together about the yeah. bits that we might remember uh and then we imagine the bits in between yeah uh, so that truth comes through the holy spirit in our lives today and um and i i think i i'd be really i'm really curious to know how people respond to this especially nothing will hurt you because that is just not people's lived experience of no. power over you know universal credit is cut or people can't get access to what they need to they yeah. can't their voice and their agency you know is trodden on and but also we we are really trying to create a space where the authority that isn't we are the great I am comes through. So people who who might experience racism, who are, they might be Christian, they might be on the edges of exploring whether they are Christian or not, uh, and people who are definitely not Christian, atheist, Muslim, uh, Buddhist, or are part of the Dandelion community. And that's very disturbing for some people because that you know we're a church made up of people who are christian but for everybody yeah. so that's yeah you know that's and do you, mm. 
as you as you as you're sort of saying that that leads me back to the to the to the servant girl and the servants yeah in the Naaman story yeah I it's it said like as if it's a little one line throwaway yeah. The yeah, young yeah. girl held captive, ha, held captive. You know, she was taken yes. as a spoil of war. Yeah. Um, so that just taking and plonking somebody, there's no consent involved. Uh, there's patriarchal violence, structural yeah. violence against her, her will. And then she's made to serve another woman. You know, it's like the Handmaid's Tale, isn't yes. it? Like, especially yes. Margaret Atwood, you know, in the Old Testament. Um and and the way in which they don't have you know Naaman's wife and and the young girl they don't they're not named they don't have any um, status yeah and yet it's really crucial because what she perceives you know the the young woman what she perceives if you knew the prophet you could get access to healing so she yeah. she speaks and that's really unusual for somebody who is uh taken and used and it makes me think about some of the people's experience um in uh in rotherham particularly and yes. where particularly young women they there were no acts of consent around them and yeah. they were taken and used and so the acts about and and the the power in relation to Somebody having power over her and her body, yeah. Yeah. and then her voice. Even even in spite of all of that structure, her voice is still recorded in the Bible. You know, even if I don't take it literally, but you know, as absolutely. Part of and it's and it's that demonstration, isn't it, of, of in weakness. Uh, you know that the 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 there's such a contrast in power, isn't there? There's Naaman and his money mm. and and huge mm. you, who all of that all of that stuff, and then but it's the servants at topped and tailed that mm. actually make the difference. And I think when you picked up about the disciples not going with all their other stuff, they went with they went with nothing. It was so countercultural. Again, you're not going in with the big horses and the power and the armies. You're actually going in with kind of nothing. And those the that power in weakness. Um, and often we 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 derive weakness. Yeah, yeah. It's a real oddity that Jesus likes to flip the script on, and so it, <laughs> you know, just encourage and encourage. If we can embody that, if we can somehow, it's really hard to do when we're in inherited church. I think, especially now, we're in congregations in communities full of trauma, um, yeah. and. How we can we drag all of this? Are we going to keep all of these things with us? Are we going to? What is it that will enable us to move with the spirit where the spirit needs us to go? You know these texts. I love this from Psalm 30. You have turned my mourning into dancing, taken off my sackcloth and clothed me with joy. Um, it is nearly facing the impossible. You know that's how from all of those things that were bad news at the beginning you know that yeah. are, you know that that's the context in which um we are to be and live and and support and share good news um and it feels like we cannot do other than live with the holy spirit's power to do that because the powers and forces of various kinds pull away at that uh you know tech 
there is the tearing. There's the tearing against people's flesh and the tearing in the powers with the anger. Um, and that 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 healing from from the holy spirit through through jesus and his weird ways just sending two people out you know in the context of wolves it seems ludicrous you know i i, I love it because it's bonkers yeah um you know it it couldn't possibly work if we really thought a lot about it um but to be actively self-aware and vulnerable it it takes acts of courage and and we can only be that if we don't think we've got it all you know if we don't take everything if we leave some space for the unknown and the mm. um the, the place of risk is a tricky word because we're not very resilient at the minute you know largely as churches are we but we're we're trying to step out into these risky places so yes. to be more political stands you know we might become more divisive do you know churches yeah. might uh, you know might be reflecting some of the things that go on in the wider world more divisive and more binary settings so how we be <clears throat> a church full of weirdos and a church full of um disagreement and variety of yes. interpretation of the bible is really crucial how we're yes. gentle together with that yes and does that come back to it's that peace to this house that that word peace and i think mm. sometimes we we use peace quite glibly but yeah. peace here is this kind of shalom, isn't it? It's so much deeper. Yeah. Yeah, the fullness of that, we can't possibly fathom. It's <laughs> enormous and beautiful and full of grace. And I just think that the the vision of shalom is such a, a repainting of the imagination of the Holy Spirit. It just is a way of bringing life and colour where there's death and power over and oppression and stomping down and scorpions and wolves um so in in the face of that then there is there is more dancing you know we have to dance because we won't survive if we don't party you know that combination of turning mourning into dancing um and then the sort of self-awareness i think that is required of uh, i i don't think it's just of leaders but of christians to try and think about how how we are perceived not so that that shapes everything about how we are but how is how is the church interpreting the bible how is it that we're speaking we have some things to say if we're just saying them to christians or people who agree with us what a load of nonsense that is that's not good news for the world you know that's not being sent out like a little vulnerable too in so it requires of us some sense of um risk taking in appropriate ways mm. you know. and, and, that, and that the kingdom of god has come near to you mm. and, and i think we sometimes it becomes quite individualistic doesn't it and really so much of this is is about is about community and it's about um and, and what does the kingdom of god mean well it, it's flourishing isn't it and it's transformation rather than rather than conversion you know it's this coming yeah. alongside and and showing people possibilities but not as an individualistic thing but as community and and, and in relationship 
Yeah, and it's I think it's got to be both and. So organisations are made up of individuals, but also yeah. have kind of personalities of their own sometimes that are not so healthy. You know, Walter Wink's powers and principalities. And so we, if church stays at the level of individuals and individualism and individual interpretations of the Bible, we're not doing justice to the gospel and uh, uh, and to Jesus' transformative power to who yeah. he was and to God's intention and and love for the world that that has global international implications not that we as Christians should have power over people or take people's land or decide laws for everybody but we should be in the mess I think that's the way I interpret this is um, things don't work out between church and state you know with Naaman and with healing uh, so that yes. kind of individualism, it, it's not helpful. We, we need to be involved in the boring stuff of policy making and advocacy, not just individual handing a bag of food out. You know, and I say that as a church that has a food bank, um, but just, you know, that the corporate and collective responses um, to injustices are, are really crucial. And I would say they have to go beyond letter writing. <laughs> of course, I would say that. <laughs> writing a letter doesn't do it. doesn't do it for Naaman, but it also, in, for the most part, I, I don't believe uh, yeah. that that yeah. necessarily brings some of the change that's needed in the time. Mm. And and hearing it, 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 it's it's trying to also, as uh, as you say, there are, there, there are individual responses and it's that, how do we how do we stand back and reflect when somebody holds something in front of us? You know, Naaman, Naaman. Well, his servants like, well, well, why don't you do the obvious? Mm. And, you know, and it's and it's really hard, isn't it? When you when we think that we're right, or whenever we you know whenever we um, to understand the other can be really hard, can't it? To un to understand there is a different way of looking at things is really hard when yes. when when we're when some of our um, of our convictions are so are so tightly held yeah and i i i understand that because when we see injustice or suffering we want to help yes so and we want we want you know as individuals we want to do something to make a change how could we lessen someone else's suffering who we can see right in front of us yeah. so we want to try and be people who can influence you know in a positive way to make change but if we if we only ever do things on an individual level then structural i would say structural violence just continues you know we we never get involved in those wider state actions or things that involve regions and countries and large scale things that are not straightforwardly easily problem solved and mm -hmm. and answered and the mm -hmm. reformed church has a I think has a really rich history around because of its collective biblical interpretation to to be able to wrestle in community with the Bible and its consequences for communities and churches and whole congregations. Um, not just for me to say, I think the Bible said this, um, you know, I might say that. And then some other people in, in our church would say, well, I don't think so. And I say, OK. Let's get into it then. Yes. You yes. know, particularly with, uh, I, I think, Naaman's, Naaman's rage. You know, we don't like rage in the place yeah. of anger. We'd prefer to, 
with yeah. you know Britishness could you just pop that somewhere yeah could you just sound a bit more polite and look less ragey that would be so helpful to us all <laughs> well, and, it, and it is that how do we disagree well because yeah. we will disagree yes so and 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 actually it's healthy to disagree it's a, it's a it, and and one of the things I, I you know picked up in the themes in the reading is this mm. healthy living in kind of god's way so it's 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 mm. living well as god's people not mm. not about being good or not about conforming but actually this is living in a healthy way which will include dialogue and discussion and disagreement as well as mm. as as well as agreement yeah and and galatians does i think some interesting things with trying to help us unpick a bit of that um gentleness is a good way to go about things um and there are still pictures of church that are so you know god's up there and yeah Yeah. and uh, you know that angry church or the judgmental church or even the church where we're encouraged to be perfect yeah Oh, that's so unhelpful. Whereas my, I suppose my interpretation of of part of Galatians here is um, perfect is having a go at trying to practice forgiveness. It's not really making it. Yeah. You know, it's much more interesting to 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 see what people make of mistakes than it is of never stepping out. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, we stand to lose a lot more if we try things. Uh, you know, reputation and money and status and all of those things that might matter. Um, and, and we'll probably upset people. You know, those are all things that are part of my story and my ministry and my, all of that stuff. But I think if all we do is keep those things to ourselves, I don't know how the Bible can connect with us because it's full of ridiculous, messed up people. Yeah. It, you know, it's much more interesting like that. We We have a place, you know, with this conversation partner in the Bible. And I, I love this, you know, if anyone detect, uh, if anyone is detected in a transgression, oh, I've got a slightly different version of NRSV inclusive. Um, you who have received the spirit should restore, rest, I love that phrase, restore such a one in a spirit of gentleness. Uh, and then it says, take care. So bear in one another's burdens. Um, and then uh, it goes on a little more, doesn't it, about... Um, and this contrast at the end of Galatians in uh, verse five, for all must carry their own loads. And then you've got in Luke, don't carry too much. <laughs> uh, you know, keep, keep yeah. the load light, carry your neighbour's load. Don't carry too much, but carry your own. It, it, like, of course, it, it makes sense to put them, put them all together on one Sunday because we have to grapple with yeah. this and this and this and this. Yeah. And and I love I mean, I think I think unfortunately, I, I, I think we could go on for a, a lot longer, but I do have to pull us to a to a close. But I think that's a lovely, a, a lovely place to end in the Galatians reading, this idea of of walking alongside each other and supporting each other. And then this take care, take mm-hmm. care. One of the things I started saying since um, COVID is go gently, because I think we're all, as you say, we're all. We're all struggling with trauma, and we're, and 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 I think we're all um, in the Galatians too. Some some of Paul's stuff is you know try really hard, and actually sometimes it isn't try hard, is it? It's it's go gently, take care. Mm. So so yeah. thank you so much. I I really do think we could go on a lot longer, and I'm I'm sad it has to end, but mm. it does. 
So thank you for coming and sharing your wisdom with us and your insights and, and reflecting so, so, um, so honestly on the connection between the texts and the world in which we live, which is, which is something we just have to do as Christians. I'm, I'm, I'm totally with you on that. But um, I thank everybody who is listening uh, or watching this this week and thinking too about how we, uh, how we should share uh, our politics in the pulpit, wherever we find our politics to be. Uh, if you enjoyed this episode of Politics in the Pulpit, please leave a review wherever you listen to your podcasts and share this with your friends. Uh, we know that our listeners um, love to get involved. And so we have, um, you can get involved on Twitter um, with at pulpit underscore politics or using the hashtag politics in the pulpit uh, or on Facebook through the joint public issues team. Uh, each week we try to have a question uh, something that's, uh, that's, uh, that has either come up or that has been raised. I did have a question, but I actually want to go back to your question um, and following your words and just let us reflect on what will enable us to move with the spirit. I think we're quite good at, de at deciding what we need to do, but actually let's sit with the question, what will enable us to move with the spirit in the context we find ourselves? So we go into this week uh, with um, uh, with heavy hearts with some of the stuff going on in the world, but with hope and let us share that peace, that shalom uh, that God brings. And I will end with a blessing. May we be anointed with God's spirit as we bring good news to the poor, proclaim release to the captives, enable people to see the world truthfully and let the oppressed go free. Amen. Amen. Thanks so much for your time. Take care. Good to see you. Bye. You. Bye.